announce table. One hundred sixty seven rogue style deep in enemy territory. Oh, yes, we are. We're keeping our head on a swivel. We might not get too loud. Don't tell anybody. But guess what? We're going to do this podcast for your ass. Not specifically for your ass, but come hell or high water. And hopefully not high water because I can't swim. Right. Yeah. Hell, I'm already, man, I've got a CEO position lined up when I get there. Uh, come on. Hey, it's the Spanish Nouns Table, episode 167. We talk about pro wrestling, and we have an amazing interview for you tonight. We've already recorded it, as we do with our guests, so they can get on with their evenings. Uh, but we have a legend. We have Dr. Tom Pritchard on the show yes. tonight. And for those in the Kansas City area, he will be here for Metro Pro alongside uh, Ace Steel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be uh, how was the uh, match? Um, tag Team Ageddon 2016. Yeah. It's an annual eight man tag team. And in event. this match, you've got Ace Steel, you got Dr. Tom Pritchard, you got Colt Cabana, you got Sterling Regal, Craig Keesman. Craig Keatsman. Uh, who else? Do oh, we there's got? a couple other gentlemen. I think I closed the tab yeah, already. But we got some great action. Uh, Saturday night, Casey Metro Pro, Kansas City, Kansas at Turner, the Turner Rec, Rec Center. Center. Uh, but before we get into that interview, mm-hmm. uh, first, uh, what have you been up to? A lot, man. Because now that we're in enemy territory, I kind of feel comfortable. It's like when you're inside, you know that they're outside looking for you, so you kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, they're deep looking for us in parts unknown, and yeah. we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, so uh, what have you been up to? What's new? A lot, man. I've been real busy at work lately. Ew. We've uh, also been... um, I don't want to hear that. There's a lot of moving and shaking in the wrestling industry in Kansas City, so we've been focused on trying to do some things for that. Maybe more to follow. You mean we as in me and you? Yeah. Hey! Hopefully more to follow, right? Yes. Uh, And and we can't really speak on it yet because, you know, there's no... Nothing's set in stone or anything. But we're trying. But we're trying to... uh, we're trying to do some things. Yeah, we're trying to make And so I've been focusing impact. a lot on that. I'm also trying to work on, uh, I've been working on things to help improve the Spanish announce table overall media product. Yeah, you have. It's been really interesting to see mm-hmm. and really gr- great to be a part of. Yeah. yeah. So how, how has your week been? Well, uh, Sunday was my 10th anniversary of yeah. my 21st birthday. Yeah, I wished you a happy 10th yes. anniversary and on I your 21st that. birthday. Yes, that one made me giggle the most. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Mercado did that as well, which that was great to see as well. Um, but nice. Friday night, I, I kind of had a birthday weekend, which was different because I typically don't have that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I did. About once every five years or so. Well, no, I've never had, like, it's typically just a lunch on my birthday. That's typically all I've ever done for my Oh, birthday. you mean like the whole weekend you celebrated, celebrated my I get birthday, you. yeah. No. I, I thought you meant it falling on a weekend. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Now, uh, last year, if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, I, I went skydiving. Yes, I do remember, remember that. that. So you, yeah, you met some ladies, which not your concern at the moment, but well, yeah, they were nice people. Yeah, they were very nice people. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of them was skydiving for her birthday too. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly. They're twins. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. And they were very scared, which made me feel. So good. you held them tight. No, which you made me feel the, good because then I was you were like, really scared. <laughs> yeah, I was really <laughs> yeah, scared. I was like, okay, good. Someone else's. But uh, so that was my thirtieth birthday. For my thirty-first birthday, as I mentioned, had a birthday weekend, and it was great. Friday night. Uh, went to our downtown Power and Light district. Yes, saw which is a great Young area. the Giant, mm-hmm. which is an amazing band. And man, 
uh, me and my girlfriend, when we left, we both said the same thing. It was the like, it was love. Like it was like almost. It wasn't like hippie-ish where we're sure. like all like, you know. But they're a feel good band. Stuff. But yeah, it's a feel good band. No one was there like mean mugging you at a rock concert. No mosh pit. Yeah, or, or like shoulder checking you or anything. It was just like great music at an appropriate level <laughs> that just made you feel good, and it was just. It was great. The lead well, singer. You're getting old. Well, no, I'm saying like they, So you say you're over thirty, huh? No, no, no not like an appropriate level as far as like loudness. But yes, I'm just saying I like know, right. their their the sound, intensity level. Well, and their the sound whole was just impeccable. Like it okay. sounded so amazing. the production. Yeah, was the very production good. was great. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, the production. Like it felt like the music was all around mm-hmm. you. It was amazing. Uh, so that was Friday yeah. night. Saturday night. Uh, went to KCFA, didn't work it, got to just watch it for my birthday. Nice. Uh, so that was a fun little- Did your uh, favorite fighters win? Yeah. Oh, man. One guy's ear exploded. He had ca- cauliflower ear, and he got hit with a cross oh. in the ear, and it exploded. Oh, that had to hurt so well, no, bad. It de- it, like, apparently, it doesn't. Oh, so when you get the cauliflower ear, is it deadened at that point? Yeah, one? I oh. think so, because when it exploded, blood was everywhere, but it was on his ear. And he's just like, eh. And so everyone like in between rounds was like, eh, hey. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, it's bleeding. He's like, no, no, no. I think it's like going to fall off. He's like, shut up. And he kept fighting, and he won. It was great. Very fun fight. Wow. But the whole night was great. And then Sunday, I went to the Hereford House, which yeah. is premier ribs, steak, and meats. They cater the Chiefs games here. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm here and, and get oh, to yeah. sample some of that food, yeah. it is amazing. So premier barbecue that I got for my birthday uh, also got an ice cream cake. Oh, I love those. Yeah, my girlfriend made it. I didn't it. get any. Oh, it was so good. Why well, I ate it all. Yeah, I didn't I share. see that. I can yeah. tell. Hey, man. <laughs> Just kidding. I got back in CrossFit. You did. That's good for you, and I need to do the same thing. My I'm, wife and I have been talking about working out again. Yeah, because you lost a lot of weight there instantly. I'm still, I'm still down 30 pounds. Yeah. But I've plateaued at that down 30 pounds. Right. I yeah. gained a lot of weight once my knee injury. Uh, I gained about 20 pounds back from the 30 pounds that I lost. Yeah. Uh, but I'm down five and so now I got You don't look terrible. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Flexing. Let's let's get into this because we are in enemy territory. Yeah, we got to hurry up. Maybe the last time we do this from here, so let's hurry it up before we get uh the dog sicked on us. We do oh. We open these shows each and every time without fail with the mother loving news. You get a pink slip and you get a pink slip. Oprah. WWE and NXT released several superstars this week, including Hugo Knox from NXT and what was said to be a mutual decision, as well as Carolyn C.J. Dunning, also from NXT. WWE Tough Enough winner Sarah Lee was also released this week, making her the second competitor from the most recent Tough Enough to be released following the release of ZZ earlier this year. Yeah, but she was pregnant. F4W Online reports that Lee was released due to her informing the company that she is pregnant with the child of fellow NXT superstar Wesley Blake. WWE has not confirmed this reason, nor would they likely do so. Lee's guaranteed one-year contract would have ended sometime in the last two months. Finally, Goldust ignited rumors that he may be leaving the company and or retiring from wrestling by posting a picture to Twitter that reads, Respect yourself enough to walk away from anything that no longer serves you, grows you, or makes you happy. No official statements have been made by Goldust or WWE on the matter. So it could be several things. It could be a relationship. But I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Goldust was like, eh. Yeah. I mean, dad's gone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Cody's gone. gone. Yeah. Sister-in-law's Cody gone. Cody seems to be enjoying himself out there, so if he's telling him, hey, man. 
Cody, did you see him debut on uh, yeah. TNA? I mean, I didn't watch it, but I saw some of the quick clips. He looked like a uh, like a fighter pilot from Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, uh-huh. me to the <laughs> danger zone. Yeah, that's what Cody. I wanted to sing when he walked out. He, yeah. You know, one thing that I will say, maybe this is my own bias against him because of first impression. Yeah, but he doesn't have that lisp anymore. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like more like a man. He doesn't sound like a right. boy. Yeah. So I do like him a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And now he's carrying himself with like some he, swagger. He has a lot more confidence than you yeah. used to see him with. And so I like this. Yeah. I just don't like him in TNA. I think he's got a hell of a future ahead of him because he's got that drive and determination. And he always seems to keep improving. Yeah. So he's doing well for whether or not the stars, forgive me for the pun, uh, align back for him. Uh-huh. Uh, to get the major promotion that you would get out of WWE? Who knows? Let's move on. But those other people, yeah, yeah, goodbye. Bye-bye. 2016, the year of pro wrestling injuries. Yeah. Paige is considering neck surgery options, according to her Twitter account this week. Paige said she's considering two options and that it really makes her think about the risks it takes to perform in professional wrestling business, but that she wouldn't change it for anything. Drew Galloway suffered a recent injury that has not been publicly disclosed, but it did force him to miss Bound for Glory. Natalia had her two front teeth knocked out during a house show match in Las Vegas this week. Eric Rowan had rotator cuff surgery this week and will miss four to six months of in-ring action. And PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, suffered two broken ankles from a base jumping accident in South Africa this week. Well, that's not a pro wrestling thing. That's just being stupid. <laughs> right. Or adrenaline. He was junkie. there for an event, too. So then the event's like, uh, What the hell? Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's not a pro on. wrestling one. But, yeah, the other ones, that sucks. Uh, the Natty one, she, she seems to be taking it in Took stride. Took like a champ, yeah, man. She's like, yeah, teeth are gone, Pulled whatever. Pulled the and was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Let's keep going. You know what Stu Hart used to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. That's what you get when you mess with Heath Slater's kids. Yeah. Stole that line from Dustin Kaufman at the S-Talk Wrestling Podcast. Jamie Noble was stabbed outside of his home this week while in a physical altercation following a road rage incident where Noble claims a man got out of his car saying Noble ran him off the road. Noble said he apologized and blamed his strenuous workload, but a passenger got out of the car and stabbed him, puncturing his lung. Thankfully, Noble's wife came out of the home as the men were trying to cut Noble's throat, causing them to miss, cut his shoulder, and flee the scene. Noble required immediate surgery for a collapsed lung that was quickly filling with blood. Alberto El Patron Rodriguez, known to WWE fans as Alberto Del Rio, was also stabbed this week by a would-be robber outside of a restaurant he had just had a meal at. Rodriguez suffered multiple lacerations and received medical attention after police arrived on the scene. Everybody getting stabbed up in here, man. Well, and you gave the best answer of what we <laughs> oh, need to have well, The answer is clearly more knives. Yeah. More knives. More knives. If you had a knife to protect yourself against the knife, they wouldn't, yeah, if they, if a... A scared society is a polite society. Mm-hmm. Right? Come on with it. Right? More yeah. knives. More knives. More knives. Yeah. Yeah. And don't mess with Heath Slater's kids, man. That's true. Can I? You can. Not judging him, right? Yeah, you Not can. judging him because I've lived in these. Jamie Noble, who's was outside of his trailer home. Is this guy working for WWE constantly and only... Is this a choice or is that all you can afford? No, it's one of those upscale, like, it's a house, but is, it's a trailer. Okay, I yeah, got yeah. you. So it's one of those modular yeah, homes. Yeah, it's better than my house. Plus, I mean, if you're always on the road, yeah. have the thing save your money, I guess, right. for retirement, maybe, yeah. 
And okay. he's in a he's in a position that could be easily replaced. True. You know yeah. I mean? so right. It's, yeah. It's not like people were like, no, yeah, no, no, no. If you Jamie. fall out of favor at all, yeah, you're yeah. out. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. We'll, we'll the Del on. Rio one kind of surprises me though. Where <laughs> the, was it though? Dallas. There's a okay. guy uh, claiming that he called Dallas police and they were like, we had no stabbing incidents this this weekend. <gasps> oh. Because he missed an event. Uh-huh. And then he had to tell the people I missed the event because now he's got cuts. Yeah. I mean, I showed you the pictures. Now, of course, people are defending that saying the news story could say Dallas. It could have been any number of the metro areas. That's true. You say Kansas it could City. Have been, they could have been. called it an aggravated assault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. There's so many things. So Paige got a little pissed. <laughs> Hey, Paige is crazy. She is crazy. You know what I mean? So, speaking of crazy, let's move on. Everybody wants a ride on Space Mountain. This story. Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! My God. The nature boy. Woo! 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 Claimed he had sex with movie star Holly Berry following her highly publicized 1991 divorce from Major League Baseball player David Justice. Berry's representative told TMZ that there is no truth to the claim and that Berry has literally never even heard of Ric Flair. TMZ continued to say that Berry is deeply offended by Flair's comments and that he does not get to sexualize and lie about a woman he has never met to better himself or his name. TMZ also said Flair's claims are, quote, offensive, demeaning, and beyond misogynistic. Well, then you have heard of Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy it at all. What? What would he have been, 40 at that time? And a, a I mean, yeah, he was still big in the wrestling thing, but you oh, he Holly, was, I mean. A, yeah, no, he was still hitting. I guess it wouldn't runs. shock me if we found out it was true. Yeah. But if I found out, too, that Flair just said it and it wasn't true, I believe that also. I believe both. <laughs> right? Yeah, they had sex and she's never heard of. Right? <laughs> or, or, well, because here's the thing. Flair's crazy. Yes. So Flair maybe thought he had sex with Holly Berry and it wasn't Holly Berry. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? That's Holly Berry. <laughs> right, exactly. No, it's no, not, it's Rick. Not. No, it is. It's Holly yeah, Berry. It's Holly Berry. <laughs> she said she's Holly Berry. No, that lady is white, Rick. Right. It's Holly Berry. <laughs> no, it's same thing. But the one, the only Woo. thing, <laughs> the only thing is you've heard of Ric Flair. Everyone. Holly Berry might not have. No, everyone. If you lived in Atlanta, which she did with David Justice, you know. You've heard of Ric Flair. Flair. Look, you don't know rap music, and this is a local reference, so for those outside of the Kansas City area, you might not get this, but you may not know rap music. You may only listen to country, Mm -hmm. but if you live in Kansas City, you know who Tech Nine is. If you live in Atlanta, even if you've never seen pro wrestling in 1991, heard the name Ric Flair. you know Ric Flair. Yeah. So I don't buy that. That's it's still one me- of the names where if I bring up wrestling and somebody doesn't watch wrestling, but they'll bring up Hulk Hogan, right. Ric Flair, yeah. maybe a Steve Austin. And The Rock. Andre the Giant, yeah. right? There's a few of those names that transcend media. And did you hear the clip? No. Okay, so this is why I think I believe Ric Flair is because – on his podcast, they said, like, hey, back in the day, was there anyone that you, you know. Road Space Mountain. Road Space Mountain. And he just said it like this. I mean, Holly Berry, you want to start there? Mm. I mean, he didn't, like, uh, well. He didn't, uh, like, come up with a name. Yeah, no, yeah. he just said, like, Holly Berry. Like, he had that one ready. Yeah. Now, he could have prepped for that question, but knowing Ric Flair, he doesn't prep for anything. And so, <laughs> right. so he, just said it, <laughs> yeah. he just said it so off the cuff, like, natural 
that that didn't feel like a lie. Well, and is it possible she's going through a divorce? They're in a place where we only know VIP goes. She doesn't necessarily know who Ric Flair is, but she knows he's got to be somebody to be there. They're drinking. She's probably hammered. I mean, any of those things could have happened too. Or Ric Flair thought he slept with Holly Berry, Holly and Berry. that was not Holly right. Berry. He slept with Shanna Johnson. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. move on. So they well, both could be right. Could be, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I hear Fuck Yeah Championship Wrestling is a good name. Uh, Rumors continue to swirl around TNA with many credible sources saying today that they have been told WWE will purchase the TNA tape library while Billy Corgan will take ownership of the company with a new name and brand. None of this has been confirmed, but Bound for Glory did manage to find funding at seemingly the last hour, preventing them from defaulting on their television contracts. Exactly what should have happened. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best for all parties. That's I mean, didn't I say that? I said yep. if you're Billy Corgan, mm-hmm. you wait, you let mm-hmm. WWE purchase that, and then you yep. rebrand it. Well, and see, they needed to put on Bound for Glory because if they default with like the 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 contracts, like the pay per view contracts, the TV contracts, uh, the company then becomes worthless to Corgan at all mm-hmm. because that's why he's buying it. He wants to change the name and the branding, but he wants those relationships. Yes, the television. He needs the distribution, like Paul Heyman always said about right. ECW. He didn't care about the TNA name. The library would have been nice because you're going to have those same people mm-hmm. and you're seemingly going to run with some similar champions, but... Almost you know. no, though. I mean, really, uh, if if you're... Now, I know up to date, we can say two years ago, the final deletion is going to sure, be in that. But, right. but really, when you think of TNA... Oh, yeah, WWE could own the final deletion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's probably why the, uh, another... Oh, because then will they be able to like continue that? Yeah, they should be. Well... They're going to have to call it something else, Yeah, probably. they're going to probably have to rebrand that. Yeah, they're probably going to start and that's all like the- their biggest thing going right now. Right. But if you Ooh. think about TNA, really the only guy left is Abyss from a library aspect. He was the, he's the only one there that was on the first episode of Impact. Right, but he's the only one there from a library aspect. Everyone else, Moose, Lashley even. Uh, yeah, because the library's more, it's worth more to WWE right now. Right. Because you got oh my the Roods. You got the, Rude, uh-huh. you got AJ, you got Joe, yep. you got Aries. Right there, those four are probably going to get pushed to the moon oh, when they buy you, this. You you probably oh, doubled your investment just on one tape of each of those. Right. Yeah. I mean, just a you know how they do the collections. Yep. On uh, each month on. Yeah, uh, and I'll watch each one of those. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. The oh, AJ Styles. Right. The AJ Styles entire history almost, except for the New Japan portion. Yeah. Is could be theirs now. Right. Right. And then you just do rivals. You do another rivals, and it's AJ and Samoa, Joe. Yeah. And then that's how you build these two to be on the main roster together. Yep. Right there. Love it. God, that's a great idea. I hope this is really what's happening. I do too. Billy Corgan. But Ross said it. Yeah. Justin Labar said it. Yeah. I mean, these people don't put out stuff that's BS yeah. if it's not from a credible yeah, source. Yeah, they don't you know? make things up. But Billy Corgan, this is awesome too because remember when he had that deal with A&E about his own pro wrestling yep. show, we were interested in that, had a cool name. He's a yep. cool guy. It was there was going to be like a reality show around it too. Right. He's like, like he's kind of a cool guy. Yep. So, I'm excited. I am and excited and I told you, I'd always be a fan of that promotion if they just stopped it and rebranded it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there that you was go. your lot yeah. since we've been doing this show for 3 years. That's yeah. been your rallying cry about TNA. Yeah. Stop it with the TNA name. It's the worst ever. Just go away, come back as something different. Yeah, if you go away and come back and still have the uh, same and, matches, I will watch well, it. And instead. it gives people a chance to us jaded people can restart. 
right? Yeah. We can start from the beginning on whatever this is. We don't have to think of the reverse king of the mountain or whatever the hell those The reverse matches. battle royal. Yeah, reverse battle royal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where we came up with our sit in the chair idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Sit in, in the, the chair. chair. <laughs> sit in the chair, yeah. Right, let's it's move. the worst. Let's move on. Ooh, the days aren't looking so sunny right now. Yikes. Tammy Sunny Sitch waived her video hearing today, a hearing for a judge to decide whether or not to revoke her probation following multiple arrests for driving under the influence. Sitch will remain in custody until a hearing can be scheduled where she may receive additional penalties for violation of that probation. Probation. Just, you know. She's going to jail yeah. for a while. I mean, she's in jail. Mm-hmm. She's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's going to maybe, uh, maybe that will finally make a realization point. Yeah. You'd hope. And, and, Dr. Tom kind of, you know, discusses her briefly in the yep. interview. Not very in-depth, obviously. I mean, right. that would, might be a little uncouth. But, uh, I mean, it's it's been a long-time problem. Yep. And, and hopefully it's a good prison because I know there are some prisons that they just lock people away and kind of ignore them. But there are some that try to help people. So maybe there will be some rehab chances mm-hmm. in there. And- I- Ever since you said it, the idea of uh, DDP yoga is just uh, growing on me for uh, her. Right. Yeah. She, the accountability crib, the whole thing. Yeah. The right. Whole Let's thing. change a lifestyle at this point because yep. it's a it's a lifelong battle. So you need to do everything you can to kind of because you're going to have those backswings. You need to be way over here so that, that backswing isn't so bad mm-hmm. and you're not getting three DUIs in a month. Yikes. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Cue the T-Mac told you so in three, two, Global Force Wrestling experienced quite a few problems this weekend. An event in Ontario at Santino Morella's training school that drew just over 500 people experienced several delays, the biggest of which was caused by the ring breaking halfway through the show, forcing them to make the final match a Falls Count Anywhere match between Chris Mordatsky, formerly Chris Masters, versus Congo Kong, who just happened to arrive right before the match, fully dressed in gear and face paint due to travel issues. I mean, you know, has there ever been, like, Jeff Jarrett, Uh has he done anything? No. No. This is the worst. I mean, yeah. The best thing he ever did was initial TNA pop. No, the best thing he ever did was get beat by China for the Intercontinental Championship. That was the best thing he ever did. I meant the best thing he could hang his hat on, right? Well, and he stole Angle's wife. Right, so stole there's Angle's that. wife. That, that's about it. That's, so, be, that's but, the smartest thing he yeah, ever did, but right? GFW, I mean, it's just the yeehaw, oh, buckaroo. Man. That doesn't work. And yeah. and you can't part-time it. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. If your ring is broke, <laughs> what are you doing? And, uh, it's a false count anywhere, Matt. Yeah, well, yeah it's not going to count the ring. <laughs> <laughs> False count anywhere but in the broken ring. And then Santino, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you putting this on? Yeah. And is it was it your ring? <laughs> yeah, was it your ring? Yeah. Are we training in a crap ring? Like, <laughs> God, you know, GFW. You know what? Uh, Go away and rebrand and get rid of the chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let Billy Corgan buy it. Yeah, Billy Corgan Because that it. name alone wasn't terrible. Global no, Force Wrestling. Global Force Wrestling is a very good name. Yep. Jeff Jarrett is not a very good anything. <laughs> anything. Anything. He's not even a good Jarrett. Yeah. He's <laughs> a horrible Jarrett. He's, the, he's at least the second best Jarrett. <laughs> at least the sixth best Jarrett. And I know six of them. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to do some Tweet the Table. Uh, stick around. Find out what that means if you don't. When we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and Whale Milk has the consistency of toothpaste. 
Training Topics well, Network. <laughs> TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. You know what is easy? Tweeting the table. You just go on your Twitter machine, you use the hashtag tweet the table. It's all one word, it's easy to spell, and you share your any and every wrestling thought while you're watching the shows, while you're listening to the show, Come while on. you're taking the shit. Just a poo. A poo. Eh. Look, it's a podcast. All right, Kamish. I, I still cuss in my daily life. All right, Kamish. I think what we've what we're trying to get the point across is that. We can't be going full bore, demeaning terms. You know what I mean? Yep. Not just because of the commission, but we're also trying to make a push to get this thing a little more out there, right? You're the commission. So we're trying to get a little more mainstream. You've got to adapt to the mainstream a little bit, right? You're the commission. I am the commission. I mean, I mean, human relations commission. The commission. The commission. What do we got? Tweet the table. Let's tweet the it. table. Hashtag tweet the table. And it goes a little something like this. We're going to start with three people tweeted about Bound for Glory. Really? Two people did. Good for them. At Living Legend, 148. Is that right? 147? It, it cut off. It cut off after four, but I know there's a third. Eight. Eight. Watching tweets during the build to Bound for Glory. There are some real chumps out there. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. 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 And GBL316 chimes in twice, says hashtag tweet table. Watching Bound for Glory, and it's actually pretty decent. And then another time he says hashtag tweet table. Huge pop for Cody and Brandy Rhodes at Bound for Glory. And they debuted against Bennett and Maria. Yeah. I like that aspect. Yes. Uh, yes. Like I said, if you just rebrand that, I'm in. Just get rid I'm of that stink. It. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's move into Raw. At Chris Mercado32 chimed in, said Titus O'Neil. Is the equivalent to the snooze button on my alarm clock. Hashtag tweet the table. Say it to his face. <laughs> Where is that? Where is that? Yeah. Yeah. At Kitty First Lady says, yeah. Some dominant tag team in Anderson and Gallows who lost to the tag champs like three times. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying mm, to reset on yeah. them. At the Iceman forever. Says Braun Strowman wants better competition. Well, here I am. Hashtag Iceman approved. Hashtag tweet table. Iceman. No. You know who I'm afraid <laughs> it's going to be? Uh, Neville. Ew. If it's Neville or, or Sami Zayn. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to see Iceman in right. the WWE ring taking on Braun Strowman. But I don't know that you're going to survive. But if it's Braun and his first victim is either Neville or Sami Zayn, I'm going to be pissed. But it would stand for, he'd be like, are you serious? I said more competition and you gave me Mickey Mouse? But then Mickey Mouse beats him. Mighty Mouse or whatever. Mighty Mouse beats him. Yeah, but then do you kill the whole, like, you build the monster up so somebody can take the monster down, but you haven't really built the monster up yet. He's just beating jobbers, right? Well, you have Neville win the first one. But then, then he squat, like then, a la one, two, three kid kind right, of a thing. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. you do. At GBL316 chimes in and says, hashtag tweet the table. Damn, Bailey just owned Dana. 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 She did. I like that. She's patting her on the head. She just, 
Well, and stop. she like put her up against the wall, and she was like, uh-uh, wham. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. All right. At Lady Undertaker, <laughs> poor Cesaro and Sheamus had to start a tag team run against jobbers. That's sad. Hope it gets better. Hashtag tweet the table. I like how they still aren't getting along, though. I want that to be drawn yeah, out for a little while. but I don't want them to be the ones that end the New Day's title. Oh, geez, right. Yeah, that would suck. And, man, now you got the pink KT tape on, dude. Come on. This is not a gimmick. It makes you look ridiculous. What's Cesaro? Yeah. He's I a- feel like he'd, he'd be the guy that wears, like, weird shoes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, you know, what I mean, well, he wears he probably like when he does like deadlift or squats, he wears the shoes that like have the toes, you know, those weird toes. <laughs> yeah, shoes. he probably wears those, well, and they look like bowling shoes, right, they're like yeah. multicolored. At Katie first, lady and B underscore double underscore two chimed in on Emma. Katie said Emma is becoming Emmalina, all right, I guess. Hashtag tweet the table, and B double three says Emmalina. I still prefer hot-ass evil Emma. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't understand. Emmalina? Yeah, why is it Emmalina now instead? Okay, so that sounds Latina. Right. And she's from Australia. It's just weird that, yeah, what, what is it? Do they not? And, I, and I'm and i not trying to be mean here at all. At all, at all, at all. I am not trying to be mean. Okay. As an American, mm-hmm. when anyone has a thick accent like Emma or yep. Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. It's hard for me to buy in to the sexy thing. Like Becky Lynch is beautiful. Yes. But when so she, is Emma. But when Becky Lynch talks, I start giggling. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> I like a British accent on a woman sometimes. But Depends. It's, just, it, it's not. Yeah. The, the, it, no. It's a harsh you ever seen a- accent, and so it's hard to be like. <laughs> That's why that's why the goofy Emma worked because yes. the accent and all of it made sense. You know, sense I, uh, you to ever me. Heard Jim Jeffries' uh, discussion on how sexy the Australian accent is on a woman. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, you got to see that bit because he's okay. like, "Oh, fuck me harder," <laughs> like or whatever. <laughs> right, he did. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, "Yeah, it's I funny. can't even do the Australian accent, but it's so funny." All right, we'll move on to Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens talk. At Chris Mercado thirty two says nothing more entertaining than Chris Jericho in WWE currently. Hashtag true fact. Hashtag tweet the table. GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. This Jericho Owens promo reminds me about a couple of J-Mokes trying to censor on PGBL. Yeah, they are hashtag stupid idiots. Who said that? GBL. Put them on the list. (laughs) Put them on the list? All right, you're going on the list. (laughs) At Lady Undertaker says, what is so bad about getting on Jericho's list anyway? Does it mean ass kicking later? Hashtag tweet the table. That is the one thing that I wish they would clarify. No, I don't want them to. (laughs) People need to ask him. They'll be like, what's on the list? And he'll be like, oh, you're going to get it. It, right? Like, uh-huh. just never say what happened. That's true. You're I on like, the list. I like that. At, all right, we'll move on to a uh, kind of similar talk. At AA underscore WIR says, I'm looking more forward to Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson interaction with Jared KO over the two title matches. Hashtag tweet the table. And Lady Undertaker says, why are celebrities still hosting Raw? It's so stupid and it doesn't work. Hashtag tweet the table. I thought they did a decent job, at least in their interactions and when they were on the mic talking smack during the match. Yeah. Those guys were good. Now, those guys are fun-loving guys, Kutcher and Masterson. Well, and the other thing is they've been on before, yep. and they seem like real wrestling fans. Right. That's what I like. For example, when, uh, oh, that one country band that sucks so bad. Oh, uh, Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, and they were like, we're going to be doing a song for the. What are we doing again? Eh, yeah. Like, mm-mm, I, no. I reject you. Yeah. I reject your kind. Yeah, this isn't a promotional thing. Like, if you're actually wrestling fans, do that. Yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, promote your thing. That's fine. Whatever happened but, to the social media ambassador? Remember when they used to do that? Charlie Sheen was one. 
Yeah, well, that's what happened to that. <laughs> At Katie First. Lady. And GBL316 both chime in on Reigns and Rusev. Katie First. Lady. Says the Reigns-Rusev feud is the king of false segment endings. We think it's over. It's not. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag tweet the commish. At GBL316 said hashtag tweet the table. Great start to Raw. No, not Roman Reigns, you chuckle fox. I meant Lana. She's looking H-A-W-T. What? I liked how they said thank you, Lana, when she came out. <laughs> yeah, just like, thanks for have, coming out. But, like, to interrupt Roman. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to, like, if you're Roman and Lana's getting thank you chants when you're trying to cut a promo. And you're the face. You have to know. You're the face. You have to know, like, all right. Like, this is my question. If if we could interview Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. My first question would be, when you hear the reaction that you get, yep. do you voice any concern as soon as you get backstage? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are you right over there? Oh, yeah, it's John Cena. I, I saw someone and it freaked me out. I was about to throw some money. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you went ghost white for a second. I was like, what is going on here? Well, I don't know. I just saw someone moving and it freaked me out. Well, yeah, because you kept staring. It wasn't yeah. like a, a glance. Yeah, well, it's enemy territory. You forgot about John Cena, didn't yeah, you? I yeah, I did. Yeah. He's an ally, but we ain't got too many. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we don't have too many. Yeah, so anyhow, sorry. Didn't mean to freak you out, but I got, uh-huh. a, little, I got a little jumpy uh-huh. there. All right, we'll just move on. Let's talk about some cruiserweights. At Chris Mercado 32 said, nice to hear TJP get a hometown pop. Hashtag tweet the table. Katie first. Lady. Says, really? You couldn't leave the middle rope pink for the cruiserweight match? I know I'm nitpicking, but it wouldn't hurt. Hashtag tweet the table. GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. Okay, love the entrance of TJ Perkins, but then he finishes with the dab? FML, that's lame as fuck. Hashtag Rafflemau. At SAT Cannabis said, I really enjoy the way Kendrick cheats. Hashtag tweet the table. I love cheating. Yes. Heels cheat. Heels cheat. That's what they do. Uh, well, there's two different things. What I said I liked about Corbin is that he's not the lame, scared heel. Right. Because not every bad guy is it's, a secret pussy. Right. right. Like. Well, and he looks the part of not being right. a pussy. Some people are just mean. Right. Like sadists. But Brian Kendrick. But he's not. Right. Right. He has to cheat to win. Yeah. Yes. And this. I Okay. We've already discussed. In to nauseum about how we don't like video games. Like right, that yeah, yeah, culture. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, we like some video games, but we're not video game nerds. But I like the TJ Perkins thing. I hate the dab. Yeah. It, you know why? And this is a thing that I was thinking about when I saw him, and then I saw Lana, and then I saw Enzo doing it. It could be a thing because they're on the road so much. That they don't know it's outdated. Right, because they only see it sparingly when – we who consume media all the time see it overload. They're like, no, that's no, still cool. I'm like, yeah, nope, that nope. was cool in February during the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was the last time it was cool. Yeah. That guy lost. He represented the dab. Yeah, once so, Hillary Clinton did it, yep. it was done. Yep. Right? That was the official. There it is. It did tank off after that. Right. When a politician running for president does your dance move, yep. it's officially Ever. no longer the cool thing to do. Forever. Right? Yep. Final Raw story. At Chris Mercado 32 says, whoa, Charlotte with some flips and shit. Hashtag tweet the table. Katie first. Lady. Says, so I'm happy Sonster's champ, but they couldn't let her win in her hometown in Boston and pay-per-view at Hell in the Cell? Nope. Raw ratings, I guess. Hashtag tweet the table. At GBL 316 says, hashtag tweet the table. Great video package building up to the main event on Raw. 
Yeah, but SmackDown did it better. SmackDown, I, I'm enjoying SmackDown more, but those women did put on a good match. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just let's discuss this uh, crying. I, I, I agree with you that it was a nice touch that Charlotte was crying. I loved it. But I still think that should have been done backstage. No, I disagree. Okay. This is why. Because she was so upset that she couldn't leave the ring area because she couldn't accept the failure. Right. That's what I liked. Okay. Now, you could have done it two ways, right? You could have done the – and I'm using uh, – I'm going to use fight references here. Because here was my thing, and see if we're saying the okay. same thing, is that she's, she's faking toughness when she's around people, you know, in, in, right. in the public eye. Well, no, I was thinking it more as of um, – I'll just use Anthony as yeah. an example. Anthony lost a fight to Wallow Watson, And right? he was winning it the whole time, and he, he just was, got got. And, wrong place, wrong time. And, but what was his first reaction? No way. This didn't happen. Yeah, right, yeah. Didn't like yeah. it, no way. And he didn't accept it, right? right? And that, going to this, that's what I felt like she was trying to do. It gotcha. was the, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no wait, what? what? No. I don't lose to her. Yeah. And so it was like, a let's restart it, but she knew she couldn't. And then she just breaks well, and down. And I get that, because like in so Anthony's case, that. he was beating that guy's ass. Right. He had the match under control, and, and and I saw it coming a second before. I was like, you're too close. Yeah. You're too close. You're going to let him grab you. And then he grabbed him. Right. And it was, you want to snap or tap, right? Yeah. So he had to. Yeah. And I get it, but I was like, damn it. Right. Like, you had that guy. And so and that I'm sure feeling, that's the, yeah. And I'm watching it. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's living it. Yeah, so that feeling is what I thought Charlotte okay. was trying to do. Which makes more sense. And that's why I liked it. Because she kept saying, she goes, I didn't lose. Yeah. Like, she <laughs> yeah. didn't accept it. Yeah. And that would make sense to be still. Or, and I think what you would have liked better is at uh, UFC 101, Anderson Silva made Forrest Griffin, a former world champion, look like an amateur. Yeah. As soon as Forrest Griffin lost, the first thing he did is he got up because he got knocked out. Yep. He got up and he sprinted away from the cage. Yeah. He didn't want to deal with the yeah, embarrassment. No, he right, was ashamed. Yep. yep. That would have been another right. good yeah, touch, okay. but I, I liked like either one. But I liked what Charlotte did. All right, we'll move on to SmackDown. That lady Undertaker chimed in and said, Bray Wyatt is trying way too hard to be Taker. Should give up now. Never be the dead man. Hashtag tweet table. I like how he was talking to what at the end? When Sister like, Abigail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we still never, right. you know what I mean? We've still never really opened that can of worms. I, God, you know, if Bray Wyatt would have just been handled Better so, so here we go. Going into this. Let's let's run T Mac story time. Not necessarily T Mac story time, but this is a T Mac writing experiment. Right, yeah. I'm Vince McMahon. I'm like, T Mac, aside from the obvious, he's got to start winning, right? Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt's gonna stay this type of character, but we need to turn him into a big time main event. It can be heel or face. What do what do you do with him? How do you turn the ship around on Bray Wyatt? I would have him almost go in solitude. Mm-hmm. So he loses to Randy Orton. Yep. Then he goes, and who's a mid-card guy? That's a decent level. Jack uh, Swagger. SmackDown, yeah. yeah okay. Jack Swagger. Right, he loses sure. to Jack Swagger. Yeah, Jack Swagger. So, yeah, not necessarily embarrassing because he's a former world champ, right. but he's certainly not. But then he right. loses to Apollo Crews. And then he rejects the family. He, yeah, he needs just, to reset. Right, right. And this is kind of stealing an idea because it's so fresh in my mind. But I do like the idea from Adam of Walt Culture. What he did is he said Sister Abigail isn't a person, mm-hmm. but a woman tries to act as if she is Sister Abigail to brainwash Bray Wyatt 
into doing her dirty deeds, right? Yes. So he goes into the, I need her. Yeah, I need Sister Abigail. And then he used Alexa Bliss. I would use. Any, any, right, any, any. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, somebody we haven't seen yet. It's got to be somebody that we know isn't. Yeah, ooh, yeah that's true. Because uh, it, it almost needs to be a surprise to us that it's not Sister Abigail also. Right. Like we find out before he does, obviously, but not right away. Right? But then the way you get that is so she she's making him do all the dirty deeds, mm-hmm. rejecting the family. He fights the family off. Mm-hmm. But then eventually you get the baby face because she's. Right. Like, and and then, people want to baby face this guy because look at all the lights are still right. going. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who would be a good sister, Abigail? Alexa Bliss would be a good sister, Abigail. Another one would be, uh, yeah, but Alexa Bliss is like if we if it's somebody that we already have known, then we know immediately that it's a, a ruse and a con right. that they're putting on. I would rather that we don't know the think person. it's actually, and then we've learned before he does, and we're like, oh, and that's where we get the face turn. Right, right, true. Yeah, I like that idea. So yes, a girl from NXT. Yeah, somebody out of the performance center even that right. hasn't started yet. Right, right. yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. At B underscore, double underscore, D, D. So sad to see the VOD villains reduced to already in the ring status. Hatch I hate kill. that. Yeah, but like. No, you make the Ascension that team, and you put VOD villains where they're at. Ascension came out and stared down uh, the the uh, hype bros. Yeah. No, 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 you switched those roles. Well, hype bros need to be already in the ring status. At Katie first. Lady. Are we sure SmackDown Live shouldn't still be on sci-fi? Hashtag tweet the table. It was a lot of weird yeah. stuff. I will say this. Like I said, the Bray Wyatt, if he was built better, if he was, if he won his last three feuds, yeah. whatever those were, right. and goes into this, God, it would be so much better. Because I love the aspect of Randy Orton saying, no, no. Mm, I can do this. I can do this better than you. Yeah, because he was always a mind game player. Man. Right. He was a, yeah. And so when Bray Wyatt then flips it on him at the end and he opens up the uh, storage unit and he's not mm-hmm. there, and he's like, no, 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 no. Right. Like, that's awesome. Right, right. That could be a main yes, event. right. At Chris Mercado 32 says, Kenny freaking Dykstra is back. Hashtag tweet the table. Man, he looked like he has AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? He looks like he lost a bunch of weight and the other guy found it. Yeah. At B underscore. Looks like all the weight went into his nose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. B- and then the other guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Man. They just traded weight. Man. Yeah, he looked like a sack of yogurt. God. And, and where's the like, other guys? Well, they said they got lost in OVW. <laughs> Sorry, because they quit. Right, but man, those other that other guy, he looked he he looked like a dad bod. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was driving. Mm-hmm. He should be driving his daughter to soccer practice. Yeah, well, because clearly what his deal is, he's working a desk job now, and they call him. He's like, "Sure, I'll do it. Yeah. I can be there. Yeah, Dykstra, Fifty bucks, all right." And Dykes are still they, like, "I can get ripped and they, do they, this one more they time." They paid that guy nothing but catering, and he was like, "I'll do it. I'll yeah. be there, and I'll hop on a flight." You got smoked ribs? Yep, <laughs> I'm there. There. And B underscore double underscore. D. Heel Carmella is one of the best things on TV right now. That thirsty Kardashian wannabe line was phenomenal. Hashtag That's great. And yes. This is when it's going to be fun for the big four, right? So what you have right now mm-hmm. is Enzo and Cass on Raw. Yep. They're still, hey, hey, my, zip, zip, um, hey yeah, we're fun guys. guys Laugh at us. Right? Yeah. Then you got Carmella. Who's gone away from some of that. But it's still the same character. Yep, yep, yep. So That's they what, get a cross pass and go, hey. right? A backstage a backstage segment where they just cross each other's paths. But I still and, and Enzo could even because you know I mean like hey, like hey you know you do what you got to do I guess right you know what I mean like hey, well it could I'm start here off, with you, mama. Yeah. but it could start off like a, hey good to see you good yeah, to yeah. see you and then it turns yeah, into she could a, be a little bitchy right and she's yeah. like man what hey 
Hey. Don't get it twisted. We right. brought you here. And then she slaps him yeah. and then walks off. And Cass maybe stops her. Or right. something, you know what I mean? Like, hey, hey. And then smacks him yeah. and then walks off. At Katie first. Late. I dig Alexa Bliss. That's all. Hashtag tweet the table. I like her finisher. Yeah. It's called Twisted Bliss. Twisted Bliss. It used to be called like uh, Twinkle yeah, Twinkle Little Star. Yeah, but Twisted Bliss is a good, yeah. And I like, did you notice how she covered her? She like smushes her face. Uh, yeah, which is a good touch. Yes. I Talking Smack really turned it around for me when she was on there. Because she knew her character. Oh, uh, and but it, it feels like she believed what she was saying, too. That's what like, I'm saying. Really? Like, I, I win things. I'm a champion. The best thing about okay. that is Daniel Bryan and Renee Young. Renee Young does it from, a, like, an investigative standpoint, but then Daniel Bryan does it as a, do you know yourself well enough? They push the it, characters. It feels to, super real. That's what I'm saying. They push the characters to a realistic standpoint. Yes. Like, some of them get lost. Yeah. Right? Some of them go, like, I don't know, which, blah, blah, blah. But, which, by the way, uh, Ziggler seemed a little creepy with the, with the flirting with Renee Young. He's a he's a flirt. yeah I get but I was like yo man and she was clearly like like trying to like hey yo man and we're here on fucking t- like stop nah. it and he's like come on feel my chest <laughs> all right final topics at Lady Undertaker well final for SmackDown at least at Lady Undertaker says Ziggler is putting his career on the line against Miz for a title hope it's worth it maybe done hashtag tweet table and B underscore double underscore D has really enjoyed that Miz TV walk down. WWE didn't do shit with Ziggler Lane. Hashtag tweet the table. You ain't lying. I thought that was good, too. Because That's why he's going to win, though. Yeah, I know it. Damn it. All right, we're moving on to over the top. Over the over top. Over the top. These are the uncategoried. That a, that's a word. At Theo75 says tractor tire table show T-Mac. Hashtag tweet the table. So you're talking about muffin top T-Mac and. Oh, that's spare fun. tire. Thanks for helping my confidence. <laughs> At Heavy Set 330. Heavy Set! Says, happy belated birthday to Table Show T-Mac. For your birthday, I will hashtag tweet the table. Oh, 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 thank you, thank you, oh. No, thank you, that's seriously. That is cool, man. That heavy, is cool. man. Yeah. Heavy, I miss you. Talk to me. Let's, let's, let's talk to that. me. What, yeah. what, 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 talk to me. What's going on? I, I think we disagree with heavy sets so often that it becomes argumentative. So maybe we find a way to do that. Let's One thing that we both know is that the Browns suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, That's a joke. I mean, they suck, but they I'm not suck, trying to be right. mean. At Theo75 says, what? They're neutering table show? No more un-PGBL emails? Curse those card-carrying commies. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag tweet We're the commission. neutered. We're just growing up a little. At Katie first, lady says, I must admit, I like Daniel Bryan being the cancer spokesperson here rather than Enzo and Cass, but both were in the right place. Hashtag tweet the table. Chris Mercado 32 says, Susan certified G Coleman. This is brilliant. Hashtag tweet the table. And B underscore double underscore D says, This may seem wrong to say, but WWE Hawk and so many charities can't help but feel sometimes disingenuous. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, Not that aspect. I feel like they're genuine, but yes, sometimes it feels like they go through the motions and they over they over applaud themselves. True. Yes. And maybe I And the Susan G yeah. Foundation is very questionable to begin with. I much I, like the uh the Red Cross kind of scenario. Right. I just there's too many millionaires in a non profit and Mm-hmm. Have we found out that any research they've funded has done a thing? Yeah, the percentages it, that actually goes there, uh, and I and I say Red Cross because it, and and I don't know the exact numbers with uh, Susan G. Right, but like I saw something where 
when Haiti had that massive earthquake, you know, oh, the, like the a- Red Cross made got billions of dollars of donations and they built six homes. Yeah. Well, like, I heard what? it's like of a hundred dollar donation, five goes to the cause. Yeah. And so, yeah. Now I've heard people argue that. And that's a made up statistic. And I've heard it's people argue like with that, the though. Susan G that yes, maybe not a lot is going to, maybe a large percentage is not going to the research or whatever, but their focus on the increase in publicity will then gather, though it's a low percentage, is still more than would have been going if they don't, right? That's their claim. Like, we get celebrities involved who then give more and help people, right? Like, it's just... Cancer uh, to me, this this is going off topic, over the rope, as you would say. Uh, Cancer to me, in a world aspect, is a money-making business. It is. And I just... It is. In my heart of hearts... Not Owen mm-hmm. Hart, not Bret Hart, mm-hmm. but in my heart of hearts, I just don't feel like corporations want to cure cancer. They want to treat cancer. They don't want to cure anything. That's what I'm saying. No, they, they, they would really rather, don't want to cure anything. They would no rather, money in the cure. Right. Yeah. There is a money in the treatment. Right. This is one of the reasons I think. And that's just my this opinion. Is, this so. is why, I th- and, and, and this is political, but for-profit health care yeah. lends itself very well to problems like this. Mm-hmm. Or, well, and even... Or creates the problem. Yeah, and then going even bigger than that, for-profit prisons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, why yeah. are we arresting sure. people? Because we like, need like, to make look, money. Look, don't get me wrong. Profit helps drive a lot of things. Yeah, but but there are certain things I think. Hey, man, you shouldn't be capitalizing off other people's suffering. And and I just I've always felt that way. I've always felt like once I started realizing things, I'm like, how are there millionaires in nonprofits? Right. There should never be a millionaire right. in a nonprofit. Right. I get you having a house. And yeah. a car and things taken care of. Right. Comfortable. So that, so that you're comfortable so that you don't have to worry and stress so you but can you focus on But you shouldn't have a jet. Right. You don't need four cars. Right. You don't need, right? Yeah. Right. You're an asshole. That's what I kind of right? you're, you're being and selfish. So, yeah. Instead of curing it once, they'd rather treat you a hundred times because that makes more money. That's exactly. just my opinion. But I hope they're doing really well. The funniest part about that was when Enzo tried to unveil the, the belts and they all fell. <laughs> And he's like, this is gonna go. This is. Well, we got it. Yeah, we yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. That was fun too. All right. Well, let's take a break. Let's get out of here. And hey, we're gonna come back and talk to Dr. Tom Pritchard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about this, and you're gonna love it. It was a great interview. Like we said, we get worried sometimes when we get these interviews booked because we don't know. This one was booked through a third party, mm-hmm. you know, through through a mutual friend, and and you never know how receptive well, the other is. Well, it was a friend is. of the show, Chris Goff. Chris Goff, right. Metro Pro. Right. So you worry, like, is this guy doing this as a favor to Chris and not really wanting to do it? But Dr. Pro, Dr. Tom was not that at all. He was very friendly, very personable, told us some fun stuff about his career. Listen in. It's going to be in. fun. Coming up after, after the, the break. break when we return to Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And Abraham Lincoln was a licensed bartender. Drinks on him. <laughs> Not anymore. DreamTopicsNetwork.com. Welcome to the second hour ish. Of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Woo! Yeah. Oh man, I'm ex- I'm excited. I say this every time we have an interview, but they genuinely they genuinely get me 
Excited. Yeah. Well, this one definitely in particular because I feel like we're going to learn some things. Yeah. You know which what I mean? We're, we don't pick up on things quickly, so we're not <laughs> one to learn fast. Yeah. Right? But I feel like this gentleman has a lot of information to give. We have a legend, which, again, I mean. In the truest form, too. Now, because it's used a lot, right? Like, everything's a legend. All right, this is legendary. That's le- This is a true legend in pro wrestling. Yeah. If, if, if you haven't heard this name, I challenge that you're a wrestling fan. Very true. Right? We have Dr. Tom Pritchard on the line. Dr. Tom, you there? I am here. Let me just clear, let me just clear up something right off the bat. <laughs> Any podcast uh, that calls itself the Spanish announce table <laughs> yeah. is legendary beyond legendary. So <laughs> nice. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right off the bat. So <laughs> well, we thank let's you let's so not much. overuse the word, but that's definitely apropos for uh, for the Spanish announce table podcast. Guys, it's great to be on tonight. I'm excited about coming to Kansas City this weekend. Yeah, so we've got Metro Pro. We'll just kind of hit that really quick. you got Metro Pro this Saturday night in Kansas City. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your wrestling history in Kansas City? You know, when, when you speak of Kansas City Pro Wrestling, the first name that comes to your mind is, is Harley Race. Uh, but do you have any memories of wrestling in the area? You know what? Uh, I wrestled in St. Louis for Larry Matters. I never had the opportunity to wrestle in the territory when, when Bob Geigel and Pat O'Connor and Harley uh, owned the Kansas City end of it. But, yeah, Kansas City is, well, let's use that word again, is legendary uh, for the, the people who came through and just the area um, that it's located in, especially in the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s, hell, all the way up to the 80s. When the uh, National Wrestling Alliance was uh, the title and the the organization that uh, pretty much ruled the business at that time, but I, I wrestled in Kansas City before for WWE at the time, but uh, never really worked the territory, man. But I'm I'm really looking forward to coming uh, this Saturday for my good friend Big Country Chris Gaw and Metro Pro Wrestling. Um, and also the fact that I'm going to get the potato Colt Cabana a few times in the ring also excites me. So yeah, well, that, let's, well, and, that will excite anyone. And let's get into that because you're you're yeah. you're being a part of Tag Team Ageddon 2016. The way they're building this annual eight man elimination tag team match, and we have Team Ace versus Team Red Wing. Team Ace is the team you're on with Ace Steel, who you can call legendary as well. You have you, Doctor Tom Pritchard, Craig Kieseman, another friend of our show, mm-hmm. and Michael Berry. And then there's Team Red Wing, which is Red Wing, Colt Cabana, Sterling Regal, another friend of our show, and Bobby Blackshire. So this should be a lot of action going on at once. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, delusional to, to feel that I'm, I'm in my prime or uh, uh, at the peak of my career by any stretch of the imagination, but just the fact that I get to be in there again with a, a veteran and a top trainer in his own right, a steal, is is enough to get me to to place my boots up again and uh, to to be able to face guys like Red Wing, uh, Regal, Blackshire, and of course Cole Cabana, who uh, I owe a few potatoes for. And mm. I can't get into the specifics. I can't get into the the personal nature of this uh, rivalry slash. I don't want to use the word feud, but I will. I'll use the word feud <laughs> uh, with 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 Colt. Um So it's, it's really it's something that. Uh, I'm looking forward to on, on on for a number of reasons. Just the fact that uh, I get to fly out and see uh, everybody at Metro Pro, and uh, I've heard a lot about their shows before, and I'm, I'm excited to to team with uh, Ace as well. 
I like that in this tag team format that you already have one guy that you're singling out. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you had mentioned about Ace Steel being a trainer, and you yourself are, are one of the greatest trainers in pro wrestling history. But my question, and because your career is a little bit unique in that aspect, what takes what does it take to be a good pro wrestling trainer? You know, we kind of understand – uh, just as an outsider looking in, the, the attributes it takes to be a good pro wrestler. But what does it take to be a good pro wrestling trainer? I think what you have to understand first and foremost is that wrestling, professional wrestling, is an opinion. And I think that goes for coaching and training as well. I, I also believe that the most important thing in the business is attitude. It's how you approach everything. And I haven't had to, always had the best attitude in the world either, and that's how I know and understand through trial and error. But I think to be a good trainer, to be a good coach, you have to have understanding, you have to have an uh, aptitude for it, you have to have a feeling um, for who you're teaching and, and what you're teaching. If you don't feel it, you can't expect anybody else to feel it, uh, especially when you're trying to demonstrate or talk about um what you feel, what your opinion is, is uh, that your student should do. And that goes for timing, um, pacing, and uh, doing anything, uh, whether it's a promo or, or a hold in the, in the ring. And I think it's just a feeling um, you have for coaching as it is, uh, as much as it is being a performer. And what, as far as your coaching style going along those lines, how would you describe your coaching style in pro wrestling? Uh, I, I think I'm one of those uh, uh, coaches who, I, look, I have to feel the practice. I have to uh, set the tone, and I have to make sure that uh, it's, it's a good upbeat, but, it, but it's uh, – uh, what am I trying to say? Adaptable practice. Uh, if I'm watching watching somebody, and this is what we used to do in FCW, and you're not catching on right then, then I'm going to move back to something else to to make you you fall uh, not fall into it, but move into the next uh, progression of training. In other words, if you can't uh, walk and lock up and move around in the ring, it's like dancing, and you're having a hard time, then we're going to stop, and you're going to just walk in the ring by yourself. And I like to think that I'm one of those uh, coaches who can can spot something and uh, tell you to try it another way, and we're going to try it another way and then another way until it gets comfortable for you and it looks and feels right. Um, It's one of those things that it may something may work for me, and I can do it, this way, but it won't work for you. So you need to do it that way, and uh, so that I, I allow creativity and I allow uh, someone to find out what they can do best and how they feel it. I don't. I'm not one of these guys who say, you know, Harley Race just take a hell of a backdrop or a hell of a hip toss, and you have to do it just like Harley mm-hmm. Race, because what made Harley Race Harley Race was the fact that he could do unique bumps and unique uh, moves. So. You have to find that uniqueness in yourself, and some coaches will say, no, you have to do it this way, and it has to be one way. And I'm a little more lenient, and uh, hopefully uh, let, let the people on training be a little more creative and find their own way. Yeah. Well, while I'm there to keep you in, yeah, in between the lines and, and give you some guidance. Well, and Harley Race could kill a man with his bare hands, so yeah, that goes <laughs> exactly. as well. Um, so you mentioned FCW and your training, you know, and you were training people there. We know now that that's morphed into NXT, the WWE Performance Center. Uh, but going back to your time, you didn't have, let's say, all the high-end equipment that they had then. 
or necessarily the financial backing that they're pumping into that then, but you've trained some of the biggest names of all time in wrestling. So is all that stuff added extras, or or do you think, have, had you had that stuff, you could have taken these gentlemen even further? What's your take on some of that? Well, I can't argue with success, and they have a great performance center, and, and it is it's wonderful to have the gym and everything uh, they have at, at, at the, their access. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we did the best job that we could do at the time, and I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, so who knows what we could have done if we had all that. Sure. And, and I'm not complaining or whining about it because that's just the way it was. It was a different developmental system then, which we did pretty okay with, right. uh, than it is now, and you're doing pretty okay with it yeah, now, too. Right, they're yeah. doing a great job now in, in NXT. I'm happy for everybody there and proud of everybody there. And um, I, I really I enjoy seeing seeing a success story like that when you have guys and gals who want to go down there and have a, a love for the business and get to spend 12 to 16 hours a day there sometimes and mm-hmm. and be involved and just be immersed in uh, learning everything there is to learn about the business in an atmosphere like the Performance Center. So could we have done better? Could we have done more? Well, we'll never know. But, I mean, uh, I would like to think that in the confines that we had and uh, the perimeters to which we worked with at FCW, we did a, we did a decent job. You did all right. Yeah, yeah you guys did a fantastic <laughs> yeah. job. Uh, <sighs> one more question before we get into a little bit more about your career. Uh, as a coach, and a, a kind of universal for all sports and entertainment uh, when you coach anyone, is there like a star student that stands out to your mind in your time that you coached at FCW or anywhere? Is there that one – uh, pro wrestler that you look at and you're like that guy either got it quick or man he improved from when he started to you know today however that is is there one star student that you think of that stands above the rest well there, there's actually a couple you know and I, I was thinking of this the other day when when I saw Dolph Ziggler with uh, the Mids I remember when Dolph came in for a trial in OBW and then he, he finally wound up in uh, FCW and in the beginning I, I he, he was pretty good and decent, but I, I didn't see anything else. And then I saw him more and more, and he had that star factor. Um, so he, he really improved, and uh, but he, he, he'll tell you, he always had it, because he did, he always he always did have it. But you took a look at Seamus, you took a look at Roman Reigns, um, uh, they, they had that star factor. Uh, same thing with... Uh, uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose. I mean, there was something different about those guys, and they stuck. They they really stood out, and they continued to improve. Um, and they had this something about them. You couldn't put your finger on it, but you knew there was something. And uh, the, the deal with Sheamus, especially, and Roman Reigns, they they were big guys. They were they were the kind of people when they walked into a room, they. Yeah, they just had this vibe and people gravitated and you couldn't help but pay attention to them. Well, now let's get a little bit into your career. So you're known as one of the, the best tag team wrestlers of all time. Uh, you, you formed the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, how did that team come about? What, was that a goal of yours to be a tag team wrestler or kind of talk us to a little bit about how the Heavenly Bodies formed? 
Well, no, actually, uh, I was I was in Memphis, Tennessee, just working uh, in the territory when Jim Cornette and Stan Lane had left WCW, and Jim called me and uh, let me know he was going to be opening up a territory around Knoxville, Tennessee, and he wanted to bring me in as Stan's partner uh, because Bobby was under contract still with WCW, and uh, Bobby had a family to take care of, and Stan was... Stan and Jimmy pretty much uh, had their fill of WCW and left. And Stan needed a partner, so Jim called me, and we we put together the Heavenly Bodies. And uh, uh, it was with Jim Cornette's blessing. It was with Jim Jim Cornette's coordination and doing and putting it together. And I was just very happy to be in that position. Uh, but once we found out that the territory, you know, that was at the time too, I believe, 1991 or 92, mm-hmm. when the business was changing and, and it really was, you know, the territory days were, were at their bitter end and uh, it was no different. You know, not so Tennessee, East Tennessee in particular is, is a different uh different world because they still remember Ron and Don Wright and Whitey Caldwell. And if you're not familiar with those names, look them up because they're legends in, in the wrestling business, but especially in East Tennessee. And even to this day, uh, people will talk about Whitey Caldwell, Ron Don Wright, and the Mongolian Stopper. So Jimmy knew that, and uh, he thought he might be able to open up a Smoky Mountain Wrestling organization, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling the way you like it, the way it used to be, and the way you like it, or something like that. And mm-hmm. come to find out, it was the way it used to be, but not everybody liked it, because <laughs> Vince was coming in, and uh, that's what you were judging and, and uh, comparing professional wrestling to was, was WWF at that mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. while we did a, a, a decent business, you know, it was just the, the facts of the matter were, times were changing. So so in, in going back to that, uh you know, and, and as you alluded to earlier, you can't necessarily argue with the success, but were you receptive to that change? Did you see it coming, or did you think WWF was like a flash-in-the-pan style? Oh, no, 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 no. See, my, my brother had been working there for a few years, mm-hmm. and I, I pretty much, you, you had to see it. If you were, if you were, had been in the business any time at all, you had to see the, the change coming. You had to know, because Vince was everywhere, and he was relentless. And I had uh, I had actually met Vince on a few occasions, and he just had been around the office and and seen the energy, seen the uh, uh, just the the, the uh, chaos, the, the, the everything that was going around. There was, it was nonstop. They they uh, the people in WWE, even to this day, and especially now with the network, it's it's nonstop. There's somebody always at the studio. There's somebody always doing something, mm-hmm. and it's um. Uh, you know, I learned when I was there, you, you keep your phone on 24 seven and, and there were times when you would get those, uh, 3 AM phone calls or, uh, five o'clock in the morning phone calls, whatever it may be, you know, you, you're, you had to be on, uh, uh, ready to do whatever it takes at whatever time it takes to do it. So, I mean, I knew the fence was, was relentless and was not going to, uh, be put down at least not then, and he wasn't going to go away quietly, and I don't think he's going to go away quietly. He seems now, like he won't go away. Good, uh, yeah. Pretty good work ethic. Hell, they got a great work ethic. Yeah, I think he's going to live forever, I think. Cause, yeah, because yeah, Keith Richards. Him and Keith Richards he's, are going to be He'll decide here. when yeah, he dies. Yeah. Exactly. Right. 
Well, another tag team that you were a part of, and this is where kind of I I got the exposure to you uh, because I had WWF. I didn't get the chance to see you know the territories like Smoky Mountain Wrestling things like that. Was when you were in the Body Donnas. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about how that team formed uh, and kind of some memories you have of of your time as the Body Donnas. Um, well, my time as the Body Donnas were probably some of the worst in the business. I hated the gimmick. I hated the time with it. I loved Chris Candido, but uh, the way that came about was we had pretty much run our course in WWE and uh, or WWF back then, I guess. And uh, I got a call saying, hey, would you like to cut your hair in a crew cut and uh, dye a blonde and be body done? I said, absolutely not. So I said, okay, I hung up on me. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. Well, maybe it's just here. Maybe I could do it. And plus, maybe I could talk my way out of it before we get there. But uh, that didn't happen. And uh, it was just, it was a spot. It became a job then. And uh, it was not, it was a particularly slow time in my life. Uh, It was not a particularly fun time in my life at all. And uh, so that's that's how that came about. Uh, For all the... God, that was a real bad time at WWF, I think, too. That was a low time. But there was a lot of things going on. There was a lot of personal issues going on with not just me, but with Chris sure. and, and our manager and things like that. So, yeah, a short story, even shorter. It was uh, terrible, and it sucked. Well, one thing that you kind of mentioned about the gimmick being, you know, a little over-the-top and cheesy, but at the time, that was kind of what it was you know you had the duke the dumpster you mm-hmm. had the doink the clown those like that so was the attitude uh from you or even maybe the locker room was like hey you know i'll do this for a paycheck you know we'll be here we'll bust our ass but what are we doing here being you know body why am i a plumber right, right? yeah why <laughs> right, am i a dump- right. you know, yeah. well i think this was this is kind of how it was then for me um you know, we, we it was a suggestion. And once it became a suggestion, and I said, "Okay, I'll do it," and it became a job. Um, well, I dealt with it, but then there were, as I said, there were issues, personal issues going on, and then I, it was just it became a miserable existence. And then, uh, one night, I'll never forget this because it was in Madison Square Garden. And uh, Part of the place. Mm-hmm. we were told we need to go see Vince. So we went and sat down and Vince said, well, I've got a great idea for you guys. We're going to take Tammy away from you and we're going to make you have a guy as a trans. I don't remember how he said it, but we're going to have a guy as a transvestite and call him Cloudy. <laughs> and Chris said, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. But I just sat there because I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But they went ahead and did it. And it was a burial, and I get it, I understand it, but, you know, and, and at that time, uh, again, I should have said a lot more than I did back then, but I think that was a pretty much day-to-day existence for me, and and, and Chris was having issues, too, and, and God knows mm-hmm. my good friend Sonny has issues, but, mm-hmm, sure. but the thing is, um, it was a really, I think it was a, it was a downtime for a lot of people until finally ever had the clarity to say, you know what, guys, this isn't real, and this is just not clicking. And once once you let the guys be who they are, like a like an Austin and a Rock and a, and a Mick Foley and, and, and even Hunter and, and those guys, when they came out, you let their true personality shine, uh, then people started clicking and connecting. So. Hmm. 
Well, okay. But, but the body donors, the body donors, I have no, <laughs> no. Uh, pretense about you, how. You don't got any plaques on the wall for that <laughs> yeah. one. Huh? It was, well, it was crud, terrible. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. an interesting take. Well, let's uh, for time purposes, let's get into a segment we like to play with our guests here, and it's the same five questions, so that we can hear the varied responses over time and kind of gauge what the feel is across the industry. And since we're the Spanish announce table, we couldn't just call it five questions, so we decided to call it. Right. You we, couldn't do cinco. You couldn't do cinco, pianos, uh, or whatever. Oh, well, here it is right here. It's cinco preguntas. Little uh, Google Translate help there. Yeah. To, nice. we, we don't really speak any Spanish on the Spanish announce table, so that's kind of a, hey, you know, you got to live the gimmick sometimes. Um, of course. So... <laughs> The first question, and this is kind of a softball one to get you to get you going here. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? We say softball too, but people kind of they kind of take a second usually on this one because it's hard to name one. I assume, but well, my favorite wrestler of all time would have to be the Funk family, and because Terry Funk out of all of them, mm-hmm. I guess. But you know, you had Tory Funk Jr. or Senior and Junior, but uh, Terry Funk. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. And that so so to go a little bit deeper into that question, what? What version of Terry Funk do you like? Because he has his career is so long, and he has the, you know the first kind of phase of his career where he's the traditional almost babyface worker, where he looks you know all American, he's wrestling. Then you get the ECW days where he's just crazy and kind of stuff. Like, what's your favorite version of Terry Funk? Okay, I was born in 1959, and I think Terry had his first match in 1964, and I was living in El Paso, Texas at the time, and he was just starting his career, and he was he was unique then out of all the wrestlers, and he just had this style. Dory, Dory Funk Jr. won the, the world championship, the NWA title in 1969 from Gene Kaninsky. Now, here we are. They're from West Texas. I grew up in West Texas, born in West Texas. They're our local hometown heroes. I saw the Funks when they were babyfaces, saw them as heels. I, I got to see Terry from the beginning of his career throughout, and he's just been, he, he, is, he is the epitome of what you want to be in a wrestler. He knows it's not an act. It's a react. Terry Funk is real, even when he's he's working, but he's not working. Right. That's he, he, he's always working. In other words, it, 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 he he knows he doesn't blur the line because there is a line with him. No days off. I think. Yeah, yeah. he just yeah, so the ECW thing was that's Terry after, but man, in his younger days, he was incredible. So going and along, so was Dory. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so going along with that, maybe we'll hear Terry or Darian, uh, Dory in this answer. Uh, what is your favorite match of all time? Ooh, wow, wow! That, now that's see, that's a hard one, man. Yeah. My, you mean my favorite match of the match I saw is my favorite match? Well, with this, it kind of we get a, a bunch of different answers, and being a uh, in in the business as you were, you can have one that you were in, and then also one that you've seen. Kind of what comes to mind? Wow, man! I mean. Uh... I guess, you know what, one of the ones that I think that goes back early watching and, and remembering it to this day and, and, and the fact that I got to finally not only uh, meet Harley Race, but get to know Harley and, and, and go to his, spend time at his house, spend time with him in his school and come and teach. 
I saw Jack Briscoe win the world championship mm. in Houston in 1973. It was actually July 20th, 1973. Remember wow. those dates? And it was a it was a match. It was a great match because they they switched the belts that night. They they took the old. Uh, have you ever seen the Luthez Pat O'Connor belt? Uh, if 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 I have, I don't know that it comes to mind at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, it was <laughs> yeah. a great looking belt, and they changed it. With, anyway, that was that would be my my. Okay. Magic nice. July twentieth, nineteen seventy three. Briscoe versus Race. Nice. Well, Briscoe on the belt. That's a that's a, that's a solid. I like those the tie two to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then, this third uh, pregunta, if you will, uh, who would you say is your biggest influence in the business? Oh wow! Like the the, the guys actually in the business that, that helped me. Right. But, yeah, you know, it has to go to 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 Roddy Piper, man. I mean, uh, uh-huh. Roddy Piper would be one. Brett Armstrong would be another one, and the Armstrongs, the Armstrong mm-hmm, family, mm-hmm. Bob Armstrong. You just talked to Bob, he just turned 77 on Tuesday, Monday. Wow. I think it was Monday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, it was Monday. Um, it, it, and when, when you talk about influences, I mean, there's a lot of different, uh, I guess you connotations to influence, I guess. Sure, but yeah. Paul Bosch was a big influence, too, because he he let me work in his office when I was 16. And, uh, wow. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was very cool. Nice. All right, and here we go into the fourth preguntas. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite term in pro wrestling as far as, like, babyface, heel, uh, things like that? Do you have a favorite term in pro wrestling? Uh, Furnums or Schnabitz. <laughs> We've heard that one. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. I think That's Foley said that. Have no, uh, Schnabitz. I think. Yeah, well, I think Furnum, uh, Rollins told us Furnum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and, and Dean Ambrose made an entire paragraph of nothing but terms when we asked yeah, him Yeah, we question. asked him. He didn't like that one too much. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got a few paragraphs I could do, but I just <laughs> yeah. concise. But Furnum and Schnabitz, yeah, it's just one of those catch-all almost. And it's a, just it could be almost anything you want to apply it to at that moment. Yeah, exactly. How about Schnabitz by the quay? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God yeah. bless you. <laughs> right? yeah. Okay, so this one is, and this one's for fun, and it's a little bit harder since you haven't met us in person, but hopefully we'll get that chance uh, at Metro Pro. But we like to make this one as more of a hypothetical situation. We're going to pretend that, say, the three of us are sitting here as a creative team. This is a thought experiment. Right? We're going to, we're all sitting here, and our plan is to book you for your next big feud, and, and I'm talking all the way to the top, like mania level, big time feud, with my co-host T-Mac. What's the storyline? Wow. See, and this one's tough because you haven't met him, yeah, right? That, but that I don't know if you maybe got a generic. You know, uh, yeah. After that body downer run, I think we were pretty much. Uh, <laughs> right. Just coming uh, up with. Yeah. So, and there's a little background on T-Mac. So, obviously, I mean, he's, he's got some radio influence. He's also been heavily involved in the MMA world behind the scenes. He also trains himself mm-hmm. and, and those sort of things. So, I don't know if that maybe cues in any ideas. Wow. Uh so you, uh, I'm I'm in the storyline all the way to what WrestleMania? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. We'll say WrestleMania. So it's your next big feud. We're gonna put you to the top. Now you can go over, or you could let me go over, which would be nice. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's the next big feud for you, and you got to come up with the storyline. What is it? Um. Well, I think that uh, you you stole my mom's uh, like favorite blender she used to make daiquiris oh, with yeah i believe this and yeah yeah, yeah. and uh that goes back to our childhood Ooh. and uh the fact is um 
I found it in your bag Whoa. one night, and uh, Ooh, and you had to go through his bag. One of those Ew. cameras backstage, you know, the fourth wall, and I was looking through your bag for like uh, solos or something, and I found this <laughs> big blender oh. in your bag, man. And oh. I think we can make a real good storyline from there. And and finally, right before the week before WrestleMania, I think we we'll, we'll work backwards, of course, but I think you break it over my head. Oh. Yeah, man, and and right there, I think um, we go into a drunken state, and um, we, we stagger to the ring and have a double knockout at WrestleMania. I'm super yeah. glad that we didn't come the, make this into a, a blender on a pole match. Yeah. If I can just, oh, no, 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 that would have been too too predictable and too common. No, 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 no. I like that. Hey, this uh, has been super fun. So let's make sure everybody knows we got if you're in the Kansas City area. We got to check you out at Metro Pro. Uh, it sounds like you've got something, uh, like you've got something in the holster ready for Colt Cabana. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull his eye out. I'm gonna hook his eye out and have it hanging on his chin. On oh wow, well, cheek like Vader. It's not even a secret. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm telling you right right up front. There's there's nothing you can do to protect it. I, I like that you he can defend against it either. Yeah, you're you're kind of like Babe Ruth right now, calling your shot. You're like, you're yeah, gonna- <laughs> that's pretty much. You know what? The, the comparison to Babe Ruth right there alone was was the price of admission. Yes. Yes, I like that's, that's great. And that's the doors open at seven, or the doors open at six fifteen. The event begins at seven. That's going to be at the Turner Rec Center in Kansas City, Kansas, eight thirty one South Fifty Fifth Street. Uh, Doctor Tom, you're going to get your you know chance to see him in action if you mm-hmm. haven't yet. So. Everybody should check that out. And Dr. Tom, we really appreciate you coming on and kind of giving us some... And before we let you go, is there any plugs that you have? Oh, any yeah. way we can find you on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the fun stuff, or any websites? Well, you know what, yeah, you can find me on... It. Yeah, Twitter is at Dr. Tom Pritchard, and uh, Facebook is, is Tom Pritchard, I guess. And uh, I, I am doing, doing some more camps. Um, I'll be in New Jersey, the IWF for Kevin Knight. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, not... This weekend, obviously, not the next weekend, but the weekend after the 22nd, 23rd, I guess. And at the end of the month, I'm going to be in Myrtle Beach for a gimmick tree, Charlie Hartman's deal. So, I mean, I've got some more stuff coming up, but that's all I can really think of right now. All right. But you can check me out on Twitter, man, at Dr. Tom Pritchard. Will do, definitely. Well, thank you again for the time. Uh, we appreciate it, and we're uh, looking forward to seeing you on Saturday night. Guys, I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you and everybody else there, man, because uh, it has been a long time since I've been to Kansas City, and I can't wait. Oh, Bob Geigel's – oh, wait, Bob's not with us <laughs> right. anymore. Anyway, I'll see everybody there, man. <laughs> All right. All right, have a good one, Doug. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, very insightful. Yeah, definitely. That was really cool, man. That you was know? really cool. And I, and it's it's really interesting, and he wasn't doing it in the term of – name dropping but the guys he's trained right did you catch that yes the Seamus yeah, the Dolph Ziggler yeah. the Rollins the Reigns well think he started there I think if I saw it correctly he started training there in 97 yeah so think of the I mean just All think of the, the names yeah uh, it's it's intense it's almost a who's who and I'm ready to see him rip this eyeball out I want to yeah. see this happen yeah I want to and I want to hopefully see a promo before to understand a little bit more oh, the, yeah. the 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 what the reason is, is. yeah yeah because yeah. again he wouldn't go into it with us which is understandable but uh should be interesting to see and then here's the coolest thing about this and this is speaking from the heart about this match is you're gonna see all different aspects of pro wrestling in one match right yes. so you have the the mat wrestling uh you know traditional styles 
of a Colt Cabana, Dr. Tom Pritchard, right? And then you're going to have the aerial assault from uh, Sterling Regal, right? Is, is it Sterling? Yeah, it's, it's Sterling. Sterling, mm-hmm. Sterling Regal. And then you're going to have the brute strength of a Red Wing. I mean, every type of wrestling style that you like or maybe not exposed to, you're going to see this Saturday night. So it's going to be really cool just to see the whole match unfold. We've got some bad blood already with Colt Cabana, Dr. Tom Pritchard. You know Ace Steel's always in a bad mood when he shows up. I said hi to him at the last Metro Pro, and he said shut up. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. I go, Ace Steel was walking by. I go, hey, Ace Steel. He looked at me and goes, shut up. And he kept walking. And I was like. He's an angry guy. Well, yeah, man. Totally get it. Yeah. But he's a badass, so he can say that because I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I, are you going to go? No, you shut up. Yeah, I just went, yeah, uh-huh. I, I peed, will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> peed myself a little bit, and then, you know, he went up amongst the day. Yeah. So uh, great night of uh, fights, of action. Uh, again, action. we got Dr. Tom Pritchard. So cool. Ace Steel, uh, Colt Cabana, Sterling Regal, Red Wing, all of the guys. It's going to be great. And uh, it goes down Casey Metro Pro Saturday night, Kansas City, Kansas. Check it out. And we're going to take a break, come back, and do some emails when we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which you can find, as always, on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And a group of giraffes is called a tower. Hmm. We're back for the email. Yeah, email, my favorite segment, going down to one person. Email, singular. Hey, how'd you like that Dr. Tom interview? God, that was amazing. That was great, wasn't it? It was legendary, even. Yeah, he's a good guy. That was fun. Yeah, I felt like we could have went forever, but we did tell him. And I mean, he seemed like he wasn't like rushing us, but yeah, we, we did tell to, him, hey, man, we're only going to take 20 to 30 of your time. So, And we also didn't want to go like, and then remember that one time when you were in the heavy bodies and then you got the pin? So over, tell me about your dead friend and then the one who was trying to die. Like, what? Well, that would well, be the, yeah. And then like, you remember that one match when you were right. in Mid-South and then you did this and then you did the same thing in Smoky Mountain and then you went All to right. WWE. Like, Plus, we, you always leave him wanting more. Yeah. I like how he popped for our name. Yeah. Maybe he didn't know our name because I think when Chris set it up, it was just like, hey, I got some guys that do a professional podcast. All right. Does Chris Goff not know the name of our show? <laughs> maybe it'll change. Maybe so. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Huh, foreshadowing. Mm. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe that makes sense of all these changes. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe we've been uh, ribbing you this entire time. Possibly. Or maybe it's all facts. True facts, that is. Hashtag true fact. Let's get into the email. We have one email. Normally, I mean, well, there's been times where we've had 10 plus. I can remember we had 11 one time. But I do know we've been... Hitting the road. Hitting the road, back and forth a lot, so people maybe... Just you know, keep emailing, guys. It's my favorite segment. Send us some emails. We do like them to... Let's make it not an entire page of paper. Let's make it one, two topics so I can, we can keep the show clipping. Two right? topics that you don't cover and tweet the table. That should be your goal. Right. And it could be random. Yeah. Hey, right? why? I only say that for the length, right? We, we can't have three-hour shows, and I can't have the email be more than half the show, right? right? 
But here's the like here's the thing. If you're tweeting the table about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, right? And then you also tweet the table about yeah. hold on. And then you also tweet the table about how they're not using the VOD villains. Right. Then your email, if you also want to email, say, Hey, remember when Dusty Rhodes joined the NWO? Yeah. What the hell with that? There's a yeah, well rounded talking points, yeah, right? There's a well rounded sphere of sphere. Of that sounds like a good time. name. Yeah, Saphir. Have you met my daughter, Saphir? Yeah. All right. Let's get into our email from Katie, the first lady. Uh, and by the way, if you want to email the show, just do it. Just do it. Said you were going to do it yesterday. Do it today. I don't even remember how he says it. Yeah, where's the GP? Yesterday, you said today. Oh, he's taking two weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. Have you set? Where are you at? Have you set? Mop. Where you at? Mop. Mops He's gone. gone. I said hi to him. He didn't even say hi back. Man, what could we have really made him so angry with? Maybe he just said, I don't know, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, maybe so. Who else has been some contributors? DRG. Oh, DRG. He used to write for our website. What happened to him? Gone. Yeah. I talk, people like that. I talked to Adam Pearson. Uh, Phil White, 75. Phil? Yeah, that was, that, Gone? Was, that was a robot. <laughs> it wasn't a robot, but he put us in his thing. Yeah, he's a robot. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, come on. Right, well, Katie, guys. the first lady, says, well, Guys, no mercy is this Sunday. No mercy. And I do have a couple of predictions to some matches, but before I get to that, let's go to the women's title match from Raw's main event. I thought it was a great match. Great storytelling. There was a slight botch, but we have a new champion once again. Congrats, Sasha. I do have a slight issue with it, though. Truly didn't expect Sasha to win the title back. In fact, I expected some sort of non-finish that would lead to one more match at Hell in the Cell. Granted, we may get that match again with the roles reversed, so I fully expected Sasha to go into her hometown and become a champion, as I thought it would have been much better victory for her. And I know... Oh, lost my place. And I know there's something to be said for title changes on Raw, and there's been some great moments. But I felt the next time Sasha should win the championship should have been on a pay-per-view. Get ratings up again, I guess. Thoughts? Now that I got that off my chest, I want to know mercy. <laughs> I have been enjoying SmackDown a lot better than Raw recently, so I'm looking forward to the show. So here are our predictions for four of the matches. Becky, Miz, Usos, Styles. And that's an extra prediction. Styles will hang on to the title until WrestleMania. Whoa! Hot Whoa. take! Hot take! Hot take! I know there will be more matches, but these are the ones I'm truly interested in, and hopefully this will be a good show. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Katie the first. Lady. Here's my theory. Lady! All right. <laughs> that was a good Here's my theory on SmackDown and Raw. Raw, I think this, uh, I think this is what they're going to do. SmackDown will be the better written show because it's easier to do and it's two hours, two hours. and that's the perfect amount for a wrestling show. But Raw will have the moments. Mm, yeah. So for every awesome go-home show that SmackDown has, Triple H will come to Raw and change the title picture. Yeah, And that's how I think these shows will work. It will be eh, Raw... Come on. Oh, my God. Did yeah. you see that CM they Punk ran is him back? over with a cement truck or right. something. Yeah, right? like yeah, CM yeah. Punk is back. Right. He's on Raw. Right. Where every week on SmackDown, we're going to go, man, that was good. Dude, it's still good. Hey, guys, you, you, crazy. It's good. But then what's the moment? 
I don't know. I think I'm going to save my comment on SmackDown for your three Ps because I believe, I just imagine you're going to discuss in your three Ps. If you're not, you let me know. You could be right. All right. Okay, so no Mercer, Katie, I, I like those picks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think we're gonna get a good show at No Mercy. No Mercy. Here's where they could. No Mercy. Here's where they could really, really screw up though. Uh huh. Is the Miz Ziggler match? They okay. could really phone that one in and put a bad taste in your mouth for the rest of the show. True. Or. They could go so crazy. Man, I bet these guys go hard. Overshadow everything else, and then yeah. it's that moment that I'm speaking of. Yeah. Now I we're going to know where the the match lies in the card. I bet you how it's going right. to go. Now I know that I said Raw will have the moment, SmackDown will have the better show. It, but SmackDown had the Miz promo and things like that. But that was to establish itself as a hey, look at this, right? Yeah. I don't think going forward there's going to be as many oh my god moments like the Miz promo. But it's all going to be just like Cena's promo last week. Very solid. Nothing really noteworthy, but it was, I don't care about Dean Ambrose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even the finish to SmackDown this week was awesome. Both AJ and Dean said, hey, Cena, shut yeah, up. shut up. We get it. His line of, have fun being the guy that plays John Cena on TV. Yes. It's great. Yeah. It's great. And, and then it, I love Cena's response, like, all right, let's fight. Yeah, because like, he didn't know what else to say. Right, yeah, right. he's like, forget it then. But then Talk even when he, like, he, he walked to the corner and then he turned, and AJ's like, shut up. Yeah, just right in his face. Just shut Just for up. once. We all know what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Which is so true. Right. Everybody knows. We may not know the exact words, but we know what the phrase is going to be. Yeah. That's why That's why it was such a good oh, and pop. Dina. But that's why it was such yeah. a good pop when Cena did the – Dean Ambrose doesn't like John Cena. John Cena doesn't care, care about right. Dean Ambrose. But I liked Ambrose like calling it out. Hustle broke that down. Yeah. Loyalty broke that down. Uh -huh. I guess you don't respect that, huh? Yeah. Like, oh, man, it was great. Yes. Dean Ambrose, man, not phoning it in as, as Steve. Might have lit a fire under him. Hopefully. Hopefully. When Cena called him out, too. Yeah. And he can do it to Cena because it's face-to-face. -face, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. like it. All right. Katie, the first. Lady. Thanks for sending the email this week. Thanks for Thanks. having us do a segment. So now, let's get into uh, one of the, the biggest moments of the show each week. T-Max 3Ps. The 3Ps. I don't know what that is that you're doing now. <laughs> I kind of like the noise. It's, I like it when it hits my ears. Uh -huh. Well, you have a microphone. You go do that at home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. T-Mac 3Ps. Uh, T-Mac has been known uh, in the past to be a very negative, uh, have a negative outlook on the wrestling business. I'm a hater. He was a hater. I am a hater. Well. It's like an addiction. It's a lifelong addiction. You're right. So your plan to combat that <laughs> has been to find each week three things that you either found positive or you should not rush to hatred so quickly and be patient on. Positive and patient. T-Mac 3Ps. This week, P1. P1. Look at this. Hold on. Before we uh, start, look at that. That's what I sent to someone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. That's what I sent yeah. because I'm a hater. P1. It is, we've just been talking about Positive. It. Positive. It's SmackDown. SmackDown. It is, as you saw on the Facebook video, and if you didn't, go watch it. This is my reaction to SmackDown. Yeah. Very good. What I like about it the most, and, and you can continue, all of it, is each storyline 
is different, right? They've got their own unique angle about it. Baron Corbin and Jack Swagger right. is different than... Ziggler and Miz. Right. And it's different than the main event storyline. It's different than the ladies' storylines. Even the ladies have two right. different storylines. Right. You have Carmella saying, I'm taking out who I perceive as the top dog in Nikki Bella. Right. And then you have Alexa Bliss saying, I deserve to be champion. Becky, it's not your time anymore. And now, those are now, too similar, but they're right, distinctly but, and now, different. Will they be able to maintain such a style long term? Yes. We'll have to be patient on that. But Writing. But, All you got to do is just write. Right. Just think about what you're writing. Yeah. Pay attention to your life around you, by the way, I found, if you, when you're writing, because the best writing comes from real life. If you get zoned in on how do I write this, you're going to forget how real life works. Right. But, Look at people's interactions and conflicts and think, how could I turn this into whatever I'm writing about? And and I don't and this you know is what why, I mean, right? But this is why I think I expect so much out of pro wrestling is now not everything because there's injuries and things like that, but you control everything. Yeah, you control it all, right? So like when we were matchmaking for Titan. I didn't know if Anthony was going to beat this course, guy. right. But if Anthony beat this guy, I thought we could match him with that guy. Right. And that's what I'm doing. I'm matchmaking. In pro wrestling, that's what you're doing is matchmaking to create storylines that people yes. want to see. But here's the difference. You control it all. Mm-hmm. It should not be hard. Ever. Well. No. It should at least be watchable. It's going to be challenging. But it should be watchable. But it should be watchable, yes. So, SmackDown, that's my number one positive. Okay, and P2. P2, positive. Positive. I like the uh, Sasha-Charlotte match. I I do, too. I don't, I'm still not bought in on Sasha, but. Well, I'm a little patient on her. Yeah. In the sense of, kind of like what Katie alluded to, okay, now she's been champ two times, but those two times have been on Raw, not to diminish Diminish Raw, mm-hmm. but you ain't winning on pay-per-views. You yeah. ain't winning on SmackDown or uh, on SummerSlam. Right. You ain't winning on Survivor Series. Come on with it. No so, mercy. No mercy. That ain't even your pay-per-view and you ain't winning on it. Has but, she had a successful title defense? No. No. Oh. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, cool, but let's get this ball. Will you better, she? <laughs> and you better run with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but it's positive because I like that match. I like the ending. I like I like that damn flip botch that yeah. uh, Charlotte did. Yep. It's yep. really cool. They 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 made it look like a real move when they had the ca- other ca- camera mm-hmm. angle, but the yep. original one, you're like, oh, she totally missed. And then I don't know. Yeah, but the move was beautiful. Right. And her missing is not necessarily her fault at that point. Sasha nope. should have moved in better position at yep. that point. Because once she left her feet, she's no longer in control of where she lands. Right. And then the third one, it's a positive too. And it's more of a uh, legacy. Uh, this is positive? Yeah, it's a legacy positive because of the body of work. But I've yet to put him in the uh, three Ps. And that's Jericho. Yeah. I have yet to put him in. Dude, I think he's it. putting in some of his best work ever. And it's been long. And he's had a long story, a great career where he's done great things. And this ranks up in the top five of things like that he's done for me. But, I mean, how long has he been heel? Yeah, a long and time. Th- yeah. But in this run. Yeah. Before WrestleMania. Yeah. Right? Right. Before that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just when I would have thought, oh, Jericho's part-timer mailing it in. It. He's turning a top five style and gimmick that he's ever done. It. It. And it's still helping to get Kevin Owens over in the process, too. He's not even overshadowing him. Right. Put him on the list. Jericho, one of the greatest of all times. Put him on the list again. Put him on the list again, yeah. One of the greatest of all times, Jericho. I think this is helping solidify that. It's Chris and Kevin. Or is it Kevin and Kevin? Kevin and Chris. 
Is it T Mac Captain? Where is it Captain T Mac? Oh well, it's Captain T Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I go back and forth on that. Whenever I'm like writing the shows, I've noticed like it. Sometimes I say you know I like I Captain and T Mac. I do. Does matter? You end strong. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> There it is. Three P's. They're all positive. Uh, This is a positive week in pro wrestling, and we are going to get a fun pay per view. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, some exciting things coming up in the podcast slash media for us. We're 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 trying here, folks. Are you playing Rich Swan's music? Yeah, we're playing Rich Homie Swan's music. This is Rich Swan, right? Yeah, this is his gimmick. This is the Black Disco Inferno. Yes. If you just add like a little. Uh, bass to a, it, a bass beat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, somebody do that for us. <laughs> Give us a, a like a contemporary yes. hip hop beat for this. Yeah. Please send Please us that. Please do that. And that'll be Rich Swan's new music. Please do that. Well, we'll return next week for episode 168 of the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And Pope Francis used to work as a bar bouncer in Argentina. <laughs> Turning right. topics network.com. Disco fever, disco fever.